Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, February 12th, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio. Beantown Athletics, Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. BeantownAthletics.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. And even though the NFL season is over, you can still use my promo code for NBA, NHL, and even PGA contests. That's right, even golf. So again, go to DraftKings.com or download the DraftKings app right now and use promo code PICK. That's P-I-C to play for free with your first deposit. Welcome to the show. Hope you had a great weekend. And obviously it sucks to not have football. Um, we, we had some football stories. I'll, I'll get to that in just a moment. But with no football, what that does mean is that we're much closer to some baseball and some warmer weather. Now, pitches and catches, their first workouts of this week for the Red Sox here locally. Well, I shouldn't say locally. Our local team, the Boston Red Sox. It's not taking place locally, as you know. It takes place down in Florida, in Fort Myers. But the Red Sox' first pitches and catches workouts this week are going to be Wednesday. The Red Sox' first full squad workout is next Monday, February 19th. Again, it's good news. It means warmer weather's right around the corner. We've had a couple 45 to 50 degree days here in New England the last couple days. So, it hasn't been terrible. But I think we all want the summer to come. At least, maybe I should speak for myself. I do. I want the summer to be here. And uh, when you get some baseball, obviously that means you're closer to summertime weather. I'm just, I don't go all in on the spring training storylines. It's something that that other people will do. You know, people that just cover baseball and they have one job to cover Major League Baseball. Especially now, where it's been a fairly quiet off season, right? It, it really has. You had some big moves. Like, you had the Stanton trade, right? You had a couple other big moves. Uh, you have the U Davis signing to the Cubs over the weekend. You know, you've had some big moves, but for the most part, there were just long stretches where nothing was going on. I think there's some concern within Major League Baseball as to all the free agents and some big-name free agents that still are not signed to contracts, as, as pitches and catches have reported. So, um, you know, it wasn't the most exciting offseason for Major League Baseball, that's for sure. So I think the people that cover Major League Baseball for a living, you know, you're going to hear a lot more about spring training from them. You know, Major League Baseball coverage is just part of what I do. I cover every major sport. So baseball is just one of those sports. I love baseball. I love Major League Baseball. I really do. I mean, I love the Red Sox. And I'll get into Major League Baseball. But in February, it's tough for me to do that. Now, sometimes, every once in a while, you get a, a, a crazy story and something that maybe I'm passionate about that I'll react to especially Red Sox-related. For instance, a couple years ago, you had, you know, Pablo Sandoval showing up to spring training overweight, yet Hanley Ramirez taking off the first optional week when he was trying to get ready to play first base, a new position for him, and I, I flipped out in that in that moment. You know, that was a storyline that, that I was passionate about. I'm not so sure I'm that passionate about many Red Sox storylines right now. I mean, the J.D. Martinez thing is certainly interesting. I don't know where J.D. Martinez is going to sign. The Red Sox, by everything that we've heard, have have made him the largest offer. Again, 
from what we've heard, what, $100 million they've offered J.D. Martinez? And then the latest report last week was that J.D. Martinez was fed up with the Red Sox. And I reacted to that on Thursday's podcast at the end of Thursday's podcast. And if you didn't listen to the end of thir- Thursday's podcast, well, let me just let me sum it up for you. My thoughts on J.D. Martinez being fed up with the Red Sox, I guess, contract offer and, and negotiations that have taken place, so maybe aren't taking place. My, my reaction to that is, Hey, J.D. Martinez, the Red Sox will survive without you, big dog. Like, I don't know who J.D. Martinez thinks he is, but I told you on Thursday, I think it's time for the Red Sox to get back to looking at their own organization and say, you know what? He needs us more than we need him. Right, And I know people are obsessed with the fact that the Red Sox, they need more power, they need more offense. I get it. I kind of look at it and think, well, if David Price is going to be healthy and you're going to put him back in your rotation, how can you overlook that as an addition? That's an addition. You didn't have him in the rotation for most of last season. That's a huge loss. Feel however you want to feel about David Price's personality and some things that he's done while he's been with the Red Sox, or things that he's said while he's been with the Red Sox, you can't take away what David Price did in the postseason. You can't take away how good he looked coming out of the bullpen. If you can get David Price back, get him healthy, and get him back into the rotation, then that's going to be a major addition to the point where I don't know that you need as much offense as everybody is sort of clamoring for in this town with regards to the Red Sox. So, the Red Sox need to look at J.D. Martinez and say, wait a minute, we're offering you $100 million, and you're bitching about this? You're fed up with us? Good. Go shit in your hat. Go find somewhere else to play. Go find somewhere else to lose, all right? Because the Red Sox need to look at that situation and say, he needs us more than we need him. And other than that, what other spring training storylines are there for me to get worked up about and be passionate about. I don't necessarily see one right now. If one does, you know, come come to us, then certainly you'll be hearing from me. But that said, the when I when I see pitchers and catches reporting and I, I see highlights of spring training and, you know, throwing the ball around down in Florida, I just think to myself, well, that that means that summertime is is closer to. We're we're closer to summertime right now. And uh, you know, I need the summer weather to come here very soon. Very soon. So, it's good news. It's good news. But it's not news. Spring training is not right now news that I'm going to be talking about every single time I record this podcast. But without football, we had a busy weekend. Outside of, you know, any spring training news and any football coverage, we had a busy weekend. I mean, it ended, the weekend ended with Paul Pierce having his number 34 retired at the TD Garden. Yesterday on Sunday night, they waited until after the game. The Celtics got whooped by the Cleveland Cavaliers, the new-look Cleveland Cavaliers, by the way, after the trade deadline. Celtics got whooped, but that day was all about, it was all about Paul Pierce. It really was. And I'll give you my thoughts on that because that's the way the weekend ended uh, with an emotional night at the Garden as 34, number 34, was raised to the rafters, again, I'll get to that, but the weekend began, I have to open with this, because the weekend began with the fakest story of all time being run by the Boston Herald, and specifically columnist, sports columnist Ron Borges, and, uh, you know, I record this show every Monday and Thursday, so 
I was unable. I didn't give you a show on Friday. But I obviously tweeted some things. I obviously posted a video on YouTube, and I'll get to that in a minute. But but just to sort of bring you back and give you my thoughts on this fake story. I mean, you want to talk about fake news? A lot of people throw out the phrase fake news these days. This is what we call the definition of fake news. This is actual fake news, if that makes sense. Friday morning, if you ended up picking up a Boston Herald newspaper, and I'm not I'm not sure how many of you actually do that, but if you do, oh, you know what? Even if you go on the Herald's website, whether it was late Thursday night, uh, early Friday morning, you, you would have seen the story posted on their website, the Boston Herald's website. It's been taken down, but... It was the fakest story of all time. Literally a laugh out loud moment in Boston sports media history. It is. It literally was a laugh out loud moment. Ron Borges, who is a longtime columnist in this town uh, with, with Boston sports, right? Different, different outlets he's worked for. But he, he's at the Herald and he's a columnist. And he wrote this story. Here was the headline. The headline on the back page, the sports section of the Herald said, you know, in all caps, show me the money. And and the S in show, show me the money, was a money sign. <laughs> show me the money in all caps. To the right of that phrase, show me the money, was a picture of Tom Brady. And underneath Tom Brady, it said, Borges. That's who wrote it. Borges. With Jimmy G deal done, Brady wants to get paid. <laughs> so... The story is that Brady, you know, was he going to hold out of OTAs? or he wa- Basically, he wants more money. He sees the Jimmy, G- the Jimmy G contract, Jimmy Garoppolo's new contract. I reacted to that on Thursday's podcast last week. Just a monster contract. You knew he was going to get it. And you knew the 49ers were going to give it to him. And you knew that's what Garoppolo wanted. So nobody should be surprised with the Garoppolo contract. But if this was real news, I would be shocked. Like, if Tom Brady really saw the Jimmy Garoppolo contract and said... That's it. I want to get paid. Uh, you know, I want the big bucks. If Jimmy G's going to get that, I want that. And I'm not showing up till I do. Show me the money. Ron Borges wrote this column that that's how Tom Brady felt. And he did it because sources told him that, well, Brady wanted to get paid. Now, <laughs> come to find out after this story was published, printed, even online, but then obviously later removed from online. You can't remove it from print. Every newspaper's out. Everybody's seeing it and reading it. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of the uh, the headline of the back page of the Herald on Friday right now as we speak. Show me the money. With Jimmy G deal done, Brady wants to get paid. And uh, come to find out, this, the sources, or I guess the source that Ron Borges had was a fake source. It was somebody pranked. Ron Borges. I guess Borges posted his phone number on Twitter. Uh, no idea. No, again, no, I have no cl- no clue why you would do that. He posted his phone number on Twitter. Somebody found it, tweeted him, and opened it up by saying, "Hey, Ron, this is Don Yee." Now, Don Yee is Tom Brady's agent, and He's also Jimmy Garoppolo's agent. We, You know this. If you followed the Brady-Garoppolo-Patriots saga, you know who Don Yee is. Ron Borges knows who Don Yee is. I don't know what Ron Borges' relationship with Don Yee is. I don't know if 
you know, what type of conversations he's ever had with the guy. I have no idea. I mean, you see this, and it makes it sound like he's actually, you know, he's had conversations with him before where he believes that Don Yee would trust him enough that he, Don Yee would go to board, the first person Yee would go to with this juicy news that Brady wants more money, sees the Jimmy G, Jimmy G deal, and is all pissed off. Board just thinks that Yee would go to him first and would text him from a random number, from a new phone number. Hey, 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 Ron, this is, this is Don Yee. Borges believed it. You know, there are pictures out there, and they were posted on Twitter, and I had retweeted, I think, at one point over the weekend, where the person who pranked Ron Borges, you know, he screenshotted the texts, and um, he put it out there, and he basically, the person who did this, just went along with it for as long as, as he could. And, and I'm sure the person who did it did not think that it was going to work like this. I'm sure the person who did this did not think it was going to work like this. But Borges, he, he bought in. He thought he was talking to Don Yee. And I guess Borges called a couple times. And then the person who was pretending to be Don Yee, every time I say that, I start to laugh. The person who was pretending to be Don Yee called them back. They actually talked on the phone. They talked on the phone. Borges. Believing this was Don Yee, believing this is the scoop that he's getting, runs with the story. The headline, again, on the back of the Herald, show me the money. It portrays Tom Brady as being somebody that, I guess you could say we've known to be a completely opposite person. Like, Brady has been the complete opposite with his contracts and with the money that he gets from the Patriots. Like... This is a shocker, right? This is this is huge news. And, of course, if it's true. But it turns out not to be true because it turns out that Ron Borges didn't actually talk to Don Yee. He talked to somebody who was pretending to be Don Yee. Borges got duped. And it's, it's literally a laugh-out-loud moment in Boston sports media history. I mean, could you imagine? This is what I keep thinking about. Can you imagine if the person who who ended up pranking Borges, if he didn't come out yet and say, no, that was me, I here's the text messages, here's the screenshots of the text, we talked. I, I didn't think it was going to be this easy to to, to fool a guy, a guy like this about this type of story. Can you imagine if that guy, what was it, Nick? His name was Nick in Boston or something. He, can you imagine if that dude didn't come out and say anything yet? The sto- the things that people would be talking about? Oh, Tom Brady would be... Now, I'm sure Don Yee himself would actually end up going to some media outlet and might even release a statement on his own on behalf of Tom Brady where he says, I don't know where Ron Borges got this. I, you know, but, but again, sources, you know, people would still believe it. Heck, I heard Mike Felger... <laughs> radio host there in Boston knows it's fake, 100% fake, and still said he he, he kind of believes it's true or believes part of it is true. Like, can you imagine if this guy didn't come out and say, hey, here are the screenshots of the text messages I pranked around Borges. Can you imagine what people would be saying about Brady all, all weekend long? It, it, this is as bad a fuck-up as you could make in the industry that Ron Borges is in, in the Boston sports media landscape, this is as bad as it gets. 
And, uh, you know, I oh, have some sympathy. You want the guy to lose his job? I don't give a fuck. Honestly. What? <laughs> it's so funny when you hear people say that. It's so funny. Like, oh, you know, like I, I'm not rooting for him to lose his job. No shit. Who's rooting for anybody? Nobody's rooting for anybody to lose their job. But how much energy, energy do you really want me to spend on having sympathy for somebody that fucked up this bad? Like, I lost my job when I was with Comcast Sportsnet New England. I got laid off. I didn't do anything wrong. I gave them everything I had for four or five years when they launched that website. I covered every team, every sport. I knew my role, okay? I played with the role that I had, and I did my job to the best of my abilities with the role that I had. And uh, I got laid off in, what, 2013? Yeah. I, I didn't hear anybody. I, I, did I get any sympathy? I wasn't asking for sympathy, first of all. But, I mean, it, it, it's humorous when somebody actually does fuck up this bad. How many people you hear say, oh, my, nobody wants, nobody's rooting for anyone to lose it. Nobody's rooting for anyone to lose their job, obviously. But, I mean, if you fuck up this bad, should you keep your job? Right? I mean, I don't care enough about this dude whether he keeps his job or loses his job, but he fucked up. This is terrible. And, you know, you could maybe blame the editors all you want, but, I mean, put yourself in the editor's shoes. Boy just comes to you and says, here's what I got. And he probably said, hey, Don Yee texted me. And if you're the editor, you're probably like, oh, wow, Don Yee texted you? And, I, I, you know, it's a matter of trust at that point, isn't it? You know, I've... I've broken some news in my day with some sources, people on teams that I couldn't name, teams that I covered in this town, and uh, I roll with some stories. And I recall talking to some editors, and and you know what? It's a matter of trust at a certain point. And uh, I think that's part of the game. So when Paul just goes to his editor, he says, hey, I got this story. I have, um, I'm talking to Don Yee. I've been texting with Don Yee. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't go, hey, a random number texted me. And he says it's Don Yee, and I believe him. If, like, if that's the conversation that went down, then yeah, you could put it on the editors. But I'm, I don't know if that's, I'm, I don't know if that's how it went down. Because if that's how it went down, I'm not so sure the editors would, would let him run with this without some confirmation that that actually is Don Yee's phone number. Like, I'm not even asking for you to go get other sources as to whether or not this information is true with regards to Brady. Because, I mean, if you're talking to the agent, I don't think you need another source. If you're getting this from the agent, you don't need multiple sources. In certain instances, you do. But if the story is about Brady and what he wants, and you're talking to to his agent, why do you need another source? Who's the only other source you could have? Tom Brady? I mean, you're getting it from his agent. Is is his agent out there dishing out false information on, on his client, maybe his most important client, and Tom Brady? Come on. So all you really need to do if you're Ron Borges is confirm, like, that this is it. All you need to do is confirm that this is Don Yee's phone number. That you just need to confirm that you're actually speaking to Don Yee. How did they confirm that? They ran with the story. He ran with the story. Again, I'm not putting it on the editors. I'm putting on this guy. I'm putting it on Borges. I don't really know the dude that much. Um, I actually went as far as to, I texted a couple people in the media before, you know, I went all in with that YouTube video that I posted on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. Go check it out. 
It's basically, uh, you know, we basically mock the whole Ron Borges situation. And I get a call or a text from somebody who says, hey, this is Giselle. And then I get a call from an unidentified number. And I pick it up and it's on speakerphone. And I had comedian Will Noonan do his Giselle impression that he always does on this show. And, you know, one shot Will, he nailed it in one take. And, uh, you know, the script that I put together for it on, on the sort of the back and forth that we were going to have, you know, before I finalized this and put it out there, it's a five minute video on YouTube. I texted a couple of people in the media just to see if like everything was, if Ron Borges was all right, you know, like if he, like, was he doing, uh, was he doing okay? Like from a mental perspective, like how, what was going on with this guy? Because this just was a little too outrageous. And if something was wrong with him right now, then I wouldn't have run with it. But people said, no, I mean, I, he just, he just bought it. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. He just got duped. But again, if you're Borges, if you're the Herald, you got one job here. You have to confirm, you have to confirm that this is Donnie. That's all you have to do. And by the sounds of it, <laughs> you can laugh at our video with the fake Giselle all you want, but I made it a point at the end of that fake conversation with the fake Giselle, I made it a point to show you how I think the Borges Don Yee thing went down where he says, wait a minute, now that I got you on the phone, can you just confirm who you are for me right now? Just, who are you? Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Don Yee. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. Thanks, Don. Like, that's how it sounds. It sounds like that's how it went down. Which is embarrassing. How do you run with a story like that? This is literally a laugh out loud moment. So, uh, you know, the only thing that I c can come up with with regards to Borges is that this is a perfect example of somebody who wants the Patriots to crumble from within. When they hear this, they believe it right away because they want to believe it. It's the perfect example. How many times has somebody come up with a story like this and I have sat here and told you it's, it's an exaggeration of the facts because the person or the reporter who heard this stuff from sources and is hearing all these things, you know, is now digging. It's like they want this stuff to be true. People say, with this smoke, there's fire. I say, no, no, no. With a lot of these guys who hate the Patriots, it's a situation in which if you keep rubbing a couple twigs together, eventually you're going to get a spark, right? Like... So, I think Borges thought he had a spark here. He thought he, he thought he was getting something. But he wanted there to be something. And he couldn't hit send soon enough. And it's the perfect example. And he got embarrassed. This is, this is inexcusable. And the business that he's in. Now, I'm no longer a reporter. Obviously, what we're doing here is, uh, what is this? The entertain, are we now in, have we moved into the entertainment industry? Uh, I, I've always liked to think I've been providing you with some form of entertainment on this show uh, that goes, you know, beyond just an X's and O's aspect uh, of, of the game itself. But, uh, you know, I'm not a reporter. I'm not out there looking to break news every day. This guy obviously is. And in that business that he's in, this is a major no-no. I'm not even asking for a second source. I'm just asking for you to confirm that that's Don Yee's number. And I don't think that's too much to ask. 
not only for me, I don't think that's too much for maybe Tom Brady to ask before you post his face on the back of the newspaper Friday and saying, show me the money. It's an embarrassment. And if you told me this guy lost his job because of this story, I'd say, well, you know what? He probably deserves to lose his job because it's a, it's a, it's a bullshit story. What has he been suspended? Who knows? I mean, now you got, I mean, the Boston media, it's like sports media. It's like there's suspensions flying around left and right. Borges' suspension, though, he was suspended, right? I mean, if you told me he then lost his job, I'd I tell you, you know, he, he probably should <laughs> because th- this, is, this is inexcusable. You can't do that. You can't run with the story. It's stupid. It is stupid. This is buffoonery at its finest. It's literally a laugh out loud moment. And um, it's funny because after all this stuff, you know, things are happening. Boston sports media, everybody's got it's a It's a shit show. Yeah, you got to see Bill Simmons chiming in. Like, Bill Simmons chiming in? You know he's got to chime in with something Boston sports related, don't you? He, Bill Simmons has got to, he's got to chime in with something. The Boston sports guy, where is Simmons from? Have we ever been able to confirm that? Where Bill Simmons is from? This is not Boston, right? I mean, it might be somewhere in the area. Within 45 minutes to an hour. But it's not Boston. Bill Simmons is one of the biggest frauds that you're going to come across. Because he preaches. And I hate people like this. I tweeted this the other day. I hate people who preach the Boston thing. Like, they preach the Boston thing. Like, they love the city. You know, when good things are happening, they praise it. When bad things are happening, they crush it. They preach the Boston thing because they say, look at me, I'm from Boston. Meanwhile, again, they're probably from, like, some town a half hour outside of Boston. But whatever. All right, you're a Boston sports fan. I get it. We get it. But they preach it. I hate the people who preach it and then, you know, when somebody reaches out to them, whether it's for advice, whether it's for an opportunity, whether it's for just a simple guest spot on a podcast or a show or something, they it's like they go out of their way to ignore you. Couldn't tell you how many times I've tried to get in touch with Bill Simmons in the past. I mean, I, I'm done begging. You know, this stage of my career, I'm, I'm really done begging. But, I mean, Simmons, to me, to ignore that. I mean, I'm actually from Boston. I'm actually from this city. All right. And you preach the Boston thing. And yet when somebody from the city that you keep telling people you're from reaches out to you, 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 you can't respond. It's, you, I mean, he could have just told me, no, I'd be like, all right, he doesn't, he doesn't want to do it. All right. He doesn't see anything, but Hey, give me a shot. No, like nothing. You preach the Boston thing. But then you ignore somebody who's actually from Boston who might be, who's, you know, in your industry in a way and is looking for some type of opportunity. You just ignore them? You ignore that person? That is the definition of a fraud. Where I'm from, where, where I come from, where it's, you know, peop, people in, in your neighborhood or in your city, you know, every pe- you help each other out. You know, if you know somebody who's asking for this, all right, yeah, you listen. And you talk to them. I mean, where I'm from, you 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 at least respond. You you know, you at least have a conversation or are willing to have a conversation. If you don't, that's the definition of a fraud. Bill Simmons is the biggest fraud going. He is. And I have to read tweets from him now criticizing what Boston sports media. What is he doing? 
What is he doing? Why isn't he in the? Why doesn't he come to the Boston sports media then? If he thinks he can improve it so much, guys are fucking fraud. Okay, but you know that's just that's me going on a rant about all the things that are going on uh, in in this industry in this area. But really, the most embarrassing thing was the Ron Borges stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny. Like I I laugh about it. We joked about it. I put a video on YouTube about it in which we pretended like Giselle was calling me to give me some some scoop on the New England Patriots and, and the dysfunction within the Patriots organization. And, um, you know, we had some fun with the whole thing. But as much as you might laugh about that, you know, I wrote that script. I threw that script together quickly. Kind of thinking, well, this is how it went down. I mean, I'm asking, we're asking Borges to do one thing. If you're going to put a story like that, that is basically makes Brady look like a bad guy, because it does. It makes Brady look like a bad guy. It really does. I mean, I always tell you, hey, go get the money if you want. But like an immediate response like that to the Jimmy G contract, that that makes Brady look like a bad dude, (laughs) right? Uh... To put something like that out there, you better get that right. And I'm not asking for a second source. I'm asking for you to confirm that you're talking to Don Yee. You, anybody just texts you and you believe him? And, and then you talk to him and you hear him talk and you still believe him? Here's how it went down. Hey, is, is this Don? Yeah, this is Don. Oh, okay, good. Thanks for confirming that for me. Was that it? Like, what else was done to confirm? You got to talk to other people and be like, hey, can we figure out, can we get in contact with somebody within the Patriots organization to figure out if this is actually Don Yee's number? Right? You, what, they couldn't do that? They had to do that. They didn't. And <laughs> it ends up being one of the, I, I, I guess, one of the funniest moments in Boston sports media history. But because, but... You know, it just can't happen. Like from his, from 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 what he's trying to do, from his job, he that can't happen. You can't, you can't get pranked like that. You can't do it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, think about it. Put yourself in his shoes. Random number texts you about anything. It doesn't even have to be sports related. Whatever industry you're in, anything. Random number says something about something. Gives you some dirt. You believe it? Don't you have to confirm who you're talking to? Uh, it's just, it's, it drives me crazy. But they didn't do, he didn't do his job and confirm that number. And because of it, he has a story that, who knows? Maybe this is what they wanted. I have no idea. Maybe they wanted to be talked about. I, they weren't getting talked about enough. Would I be shocked? No. Wouldn't, I guess the way it's working now, I wouldn't be shocked. But, um... Hey, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. But if you didn't see my my video, the fake Giselle report, go to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Danny Picard to check that thing out. And uh, what else? What else do we got? What else do we got over the weekend? The Winter Olympics in South Korea. I've been watching them, but I'm not going to lie to you. The North Korean cheerleaders... That is the stuff that nightmares are made of. 
<laughs> kind of made me change the channel when I saw it yesterday. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. I'm not going to get into any type of political debates because, as you know, that's something that I do not do on the show. You want political stuff, you know where to go. You don't come here for political opinions. And I'm cert- And because of that, I'm, I'm certainly not going to stop giving them to you right now during the Olympics. But if you want opinions on scary shit that's going on in the Olympics, then I'll tell you the scariest shit I've seen in a long time is the North Korean cheerleaders in sync like they were. Were they at, was that at the figure skating event? Uh, that is some of the scariest shit that you're going to see, at least that I'm going to see. And I'm going to have nightmares of that for a long time. So hopefully they stop showing that. Hopefully we can stop seeing videos of the North Korean cheerleaders. But, you know, that's kind of a storyline that, that's stealing some headlines away. I, I can't wait till the hockey begins. I, has it begun yet? I haven't seen a highlight or a game yet. But it should be beginning here soon if it hasn't already. It's just, I don't know who's going to beat Russia. Who's going to beat Russia? They got Datsuk and Kovalchuk. I don't, you know, there's no NHL players. But, I mean, Datsuk could be playing in the NHL right now. He chooses not to. I think, it, what, family reasons he went back to Russia playing the KHL? Kovalchuk could play in the NHL right now, too. They, cho- they just choose not to. But because they choose not to right now, the NHL's not allowed to, to play in the Olympics. Well, Kovalchuk and Datsuk, they can play for Russia in the Olympics. I mean, Chris Kelly is the captain for Team Canada if you really want to go in-depth as to what some of the other rosters look like. I don't know who's going to stop Datsuk in this tournament because I'm looking at some of the goaltenders in this thing, and I I don't know maybe any of the goaltenders in, in the tournament. But I'll still watch. That is something that I will certainly look forward to to watching and whatever happens there, I will react to it. But, um, yeah, I guess we closed out the weekend with the Paul Pierce stuff and number 34 going up to the rafters as it should. I don't think anybody's debating that. I think what people do debate is what number maybe will and should go up next. You know, Kevin Garnett was there and not to, not to steal he wasn't there to steal Paul Pierce's moment, but I think the elephant in the room is, you know, Garnett's there. Pierce obviously thanks Garnett. You know, Ray Allen wasn't there, and, and that's sort of a no-shit moment. Like, why would Ray Allen be there? Ray Allen, I think he ended up getting invited to the, to the party, right? Their 10-year championship reunion, getaway, destination vacation that Rondo was running. But at first... There was a big story that that Ray Allen wasn't going to be invited because there was still some sour grapes because Ray Allen left the Celtics to go play with LeBron uh, in the Miami Heat, and he won a championship there. And I think, you know, Garnett, Pierce, Rondo, they felt like if Ray Allen stuck around for another year, then the Celtics could have made another run and had another shot. But uh, because of that, I I think... Because of that move that Ray Allen made, I, I think there's still some sour grapes there. I, so I'm not surprised that Ray Allen wasn't at Paul Pierce's retirement ceremony. I'm not surprised that Garnett was there. I think Garnett should have been there. But when Garnett's there, and, you know, even Pierce mentions him in his speech, his heartfelt speech, I think it gets a lot of us thinking, well, will number five eventually get raised up to the rafters like Paul Pierce's 34 did on Sunday. 
And there's an argument to be made that it should. There's an argument to be made that it shouldn't. I can actually understand both arguments and not to be sitting on the fence here. So I'll I'll give you my opinion. And and I've actually had this opinion uh, for a while now. If you put a gun to my head and said, should the Celtics retire Kevin Garnett's number? Should they retire number five? I would tell you, yeah, they should. Yeah, they should retire number five. And and I say that because, and, and I think the Celtics will reference this. I think they referenced it Sunday during the ceremony. Without Kevin Garnett, is there a ceremony on Sunday? Like, without Garnett, is 34 going to the rafters? And and I'm not trying to tell you that that if Pierce had stayed with the Celtics as long as he did, that he wouldn't have continued to put up great numbers and 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 been eligible for that honor. But my take is that if Garnett was never, if he never accepted a trade to the Celtics, and he had to accept it, if he never accepted a trade to the Celtics, then Paul Pierce would have never been here for as long as he was. Right? Pierce would have been traded. There was that whole story, uh, you know, before the, the Durant-Odin draft that, that Pierce, it was either bring someone in to play with him or get rid of him. Right? Was it a Jackie McMullen story where Pierce, you know, you got a lot of, a lot of things that he was saying that it kind of sounded like he was laying the hammer down and, and saying, what are you going to do with me? Either send me to a winner or bring me some players that are going to help me win right now. Now, we know what Danny Ainge did. He went out. He traded for Ray Allen on draft night. And after that trade, Kevin Garnett said, all right, let's dance. Fine, I'll accept the trade to the Celtics. Let's do it. And magic happened immediately. Win a championship. They had a chance to win another. And, um, you know, because of all that, Paul Pierce's Celtic career was extended. And I think he turned himself into a player that was worthy of getting his number retired at the TD Garden. I think the argument should be made that if not for Kevin Garnett, if not for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce would have never won a championship with the Celtics because he never would have been here for it. He would have got traded himself, <laughs> right? I, that, that's the way I feel. And I'm not trying to use this moment to shit on Paul Pierce. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to acknowledge the elephant in the room that was Kevin Garnett was in the building yesterday and everybody's wondering should number five go up to the rafters. And I'm telling you, if 34 goes up, then I think five should go up too because without five, I don't think 34 goes up because I don't think 34 sticks around. Past what? 07. Whatever it was. And uh, you know, because of that, you know, then you get into the conversation of, well, what about Ray Allen? If not for the Ray Allen trade, Garnett would have never even accepted a trade to the Celtics. He rejected a trade to the Celtics at first. Said, you know what? We're not going to re-up. We're not going to sign any extension. We're going to test free agency. So if you trade for him, it's a huge risk because he's not going to want to stick around in Boston. Maybe you could have still made the move, and maybe he would have ended up sticking around. But... You know, the Celtics, they couldn't gamble. I don't think they could have gambled like that. That's why the trade didn't go down at first for Garnett. They were trying. They actually had agreed to a deal for Garnett. And then Garnett said, and his agent came out, and actually the quote's out there from his agent. You can go Google it. I think it's a Mark Stein story on ESPN.com that I've read. You know, Kevin Garnett's agent says, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, we're not looking to, we're not looking to play in Boston. 
But then when the Ray Allen trade happened on draft night, things changed in Garnett's mind. Garnett came, they loved it here, and they won a championship together. So not only do you get in the conversation of should the Celtics retire number five, it's like, well, should they retire Ray Allen's number two if you're going to use that logic? And that's where I think you can get into the, eh, Ray Allen left and went to the rival. You know, because part of the number retirement I think has to do with longevity with a certain organization. Paul Pierce has that. Kevin Garnett, eh, doesn't really have that with the Celtics. But um, I think because of his impact, and I think because of what I just told you, without him, I don't think you're not winning a championship because Pierce doesn't even stick around. And I don't even think, you know, because of that, you wouldn't even be retiring. Pierce's number. But if you want to talk about loyalty to an organization, I could see the Celtics saying, we'll retire five, but we won't retire Ray Allen's number. We'll retire Garnett's number, but we won't retire Ray Allen's number. I could see that. I could see that. Now, when it comes to the to the invitation to the 10-year reunion, any party that you have for that championship team, Ray Allen should be invited to. I don't know that it means retire his number, but Ray Allen should be invited to that party. Um, so that's kind of, those are kind of the thoughts that I had watching the ceremony. Again, not to take anything away from Pierce's career or what number 34 means to the Boston Celtics, what Paul Pierce means to the Celtics. It's something that he's, he's deserving of. Paul Pierce, that's his day. That's his night. That's his moment. He deserves it. But another thing that I noticed, it's, was kind of pissing me off is where was Larry Bird? And yeah, you know, I think some maybe this is something that pissed off the older group of Celtics fans, of Celtics Nation. Um, you know, people much older than me probably a little bit more pissed off about this. But, you know, where's Larry Bird? I mean, was he even in the, the tribute video? You had Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant, you know, give an acknowledgement there to Paul Pierce and congratulating him. And you didn't have Larry Bird? It's just kind of a weird... I don't know what happened. I mean, I hope he's okay. Hope he's in good health. But, I mean, if he wasn't, don't you think we would have heard about something? It's just very strange to me. And, again, this was was an important number to retire, 34. Because Pierce's career, what he meant to the Celtics, again, his longevity with the organization, um, you know, what had gone on with the organization in between Bird and Pierce, right? I mean, there's just, there's a lot of drama there. And and Paul Pierce was part of the team that, that, that sort of brought the Celtics back. And I just thought that if, if Larry Bird was ever going to show up to a Celtics event or, or something that, you know, other legends were in the organization were showing up too. I just thought this would be the event. This would be the moment. This would be the one, at the very least, you know, part of the tribute video. And unless I'm missing something. I don't know. Did I miss it? Did I miss the Larry Bird portion? I don't know. I didn't see him. And I even tweeted a couple other people being like, hey, was he behind the scenes at all? Like, what's the deal? Not around. And, and you know, look, people who cover the team, they're not... People aren't shocked by this. I'm not saying this is like earth-shattering breaking news that Larry Bird wasn't there. I guess I just expected him to be there for this one. Like, if you had asked me, 
out of all the events Celtics related in which legends would be showing up out of all of them, which one would Larry Bird attend? I'd say, well, if Paul Pierce ever gets his number retired, I'd say that would be the one Larry Bird would be in attendance for. And I don't think it's a steal on the show moment. I don't. Again, I think if anyone's stealing the show, it's KG, Kevin Garnett. Paul Pierce even said in his, uh, when he grabbed the mic, Paul Pierce even said in his speech that Kevin Garnett tells him privately he wishes he came to the Celtics, what, five years sooner? Ten years sooner. So, I mean, they're not even hiding it. Like, Pierce isn't even hiding it. it. The Garnett thing is real. Like, that is stealing the show. If there's anything stealing the show, the Larry Bird thing wouldn't steal the show. If anything, I would think that Larry Bird's presence would just go to show you how how important this one really really is. Number 34 really is. How important this moment really is to the franchise, to the organization, to the city. That's what it would show. But he didn't show up. And And I don't know. I question it. I don't know why I think he should have been there. Again, I hope he's okay. I hope everything's all right. But I think he should have been there. Larry Bird should have been there. Um, again, to the, to the old school fans and the people that cover the team, I don't I don't know that they're shocked by this. I don't I don't think they're shocked by this, and maybe they shouldn't be shocked by this, based on the fact that you never really see him. You never really see him around. And I know his affiliation. I get it. I I understand. But there are certain there are certain things that I look at and go, okay, you can be there for this, right? I mean, Doc Rivers was there giving a fucking speech. Uh, Larry Bird should have been there. And he wasn't. And I question it. But those are things that running through my head as number 34 gets retired. I, I tweeted out before the ceremony. Again, I don't mean to make this me knocking Paul Pierce at all because I think he deserves to get up there. That's a special group that's up there in those rafters when your number's retired in the Celtics organization. Pierce deserves to be up there. He had a great career, a championship career, Hall of Fame career, no doubt about it. When it comes to retired numbers, though, the only one that I've ever been really amped up about was 45, was Pedro Martinez with the Red Sox. And the only thing I can think of, and I wasn't, I mean, with David Ortiz, I wasn't really worked up about it. And and the only thing I can think of is that Ortiz, it was just too soon. Like, you had to give that some time. They didn't. The Pedro thing, I mean, they waited a good, that was a good 10, 11 years after we last saw him in a Red Sox uniform. So there was a good amount of time in between, which I I think helps build the momentum and, and get you jacked up for it, right? Maybe that's it. I don't really get jacked up about retired numbers anyways. The only one I... I the only one I did was 45 for the Red Sox. But um, no question about it, an emotional night. And when Tommy Heinsohn is narrating the opening piece to that ceremony, I mean, if that doesn't give you the chills, then I just don't think you're human. If that doesn't give you the chills, you are not human. That was a great piece. Who wrote it? I think Sean Grandy does the radio play-by-play for the Celtics, and then Tommy Heinsohn doing the narration. I mean, that was great. That was great. Special night, a special way to end the weekend. And, you know, now we continue to watch the Olympics. We'll get to the NBA All-Star Weekend. 
We'll get to the NHL trade deadline. We'll get spring training baseball. And uh, before you know it, we'll have Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, and the NFL draft even, and then regular season baseball. March Madness, can't forget about that. So there will be a lot going on. I know this can maybe seem like a, a dead zone in the sports world, but there's always something to, to, to keep us busy, keep people like myself busy. And, and, and with that, another little side note, speaking of all the NBA stuff going on, you know, we just had the NBA trade deadline last week. I reacted to that on Thursday's podcast. But Isaiah Thomas, who was traded from the Cavaliers to the Lakers, I told you I kind of feel bad for the guy, you know, because he's been moved around so much, and it's a contract year for him. He had the injury. You know, he had his his sister passing away. Played through all that. Helped the Celtics out a great deal. Gets moved to Cleveland. Start to not feel too bad for him because you realize, well, he's got probably a better chance to win a championship with LeBron than he did anywhere else in the league. But then that doesn't work out, and they sent him to the Lakers, a team that if the playoffs began today, you know, not even sniffing it, not even sniffing the tournament, so uh, I told you on Thursday I feel bad for Isaiah Thomas, but then I saw his Lakers debut. What do you have, 22 points, 30-plus minutes for the Lakers? And I started to not feel as bad for Isaiah Thomas because I look at the standings, and as I record this today, Isaiah Thomas with one game under his belt with the Lakers, 22-point performance. I think he's got that fire under his ass again. And uh, he's got that world is against me mentality, which obviously works from you. Saw it work for him here with the Celtics. And I see that they're, what are they, six games. The Lakers are six games out of a playoff spot as I record this on Monday, February 12th. Six games out of a playoff spot. It is not a crazy idea. It's not, it's not, it's not a crazy thought to have. If you believe the Lakers could get into the playoffs and that Isaiah Thomas could lead them to the playoffs, I don't think that's crazy. They're only six games out of it. You got a couple months left in the season. I think that's enough time to get something done. It just wouldn't shock me if Isaiah Thomas got the Lakers in to the NBA playoffs as an eight seed in the West. Seven or an eight seed. Would not shock me. Six games out. That's not an impossible task. And Isaiah Thomas... Maybe this is what he needed. Honestly. You know, you know, playing that world world is against me card. Right? Prove people wrong. Isaiah Thomas kind of likes that. I might tell you he doesn't, but I think he thrives under it. And I think you're gonna see that with the Lakers. So it would not shock me if Isaiah Thomas has a special second half of the season here with the Lakers. And, and somehow sneaks them into the tournament. Would not be shocked. Would not be shocked. So that's what we got. And uh, one final storyline from the weekend to react to, of course, your typical Rob Gronkowski to the WWE rumor. Mojo Rowley, who's a WWE superstar, he tells TMZ, now, you should probably stop it there and say, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't go any further with this storyline. Pro wrestler tells TMZ. <laughs> how, how believable is, is anything that's going to come after that comment? Well, Mojo Raleigh tells TMZ that it's a matter of when, not if, Gronk ends up in the WWE. 
Now, as crazy as that might sound, I actually believe him. I've expressed this sentiment on this very show many times. I did it when when Gronk was in the ring at WrestleMania. That I think it's only a matter of when, not if. So it's not a question as to if Gronk's going to WWE. I think a lot of people believe he is going to WWE. The question is when. You know, Mojo Rowley, he says that, and you don't know what to believe. Because what can you really believe from a pro wrestler who you never know when it's part of the storyline and when it's not, right? They do a great job of that. That You never know when it's part of the storyline or not. And when they have you guessing, that's when they're doing their job. That's when they are good at, at what they do. So I'm going to consider Mojo Rowley good at what he does. However, I'm looking at this thing going, I think he's kind of right. I feel the same way. It's a matter of when, not if. I just, you know, people are going to take that quote. Now they're going to run with it even more saying, well, not only are the rumors with Gronk going to Hollywood there, now it's with the WWE. He's definitely leaving. I don't think he's leaving right now. I'm I'm sticking on my guns on this. This Mojo Rally quote does not make me change my mind. I don't think Gronk's going to retire right now. I still think he's got, I think he's got a three-year window here, maybe three to five years. But I think the Patriots are all in on Tom Brady and the rest of his career. I think you see that with McDaniels returning. I think you see that with Belichick staying put. I think you're going to see it with Gronk. I don't think they're going to let Gronk go. Because, again, money talks. And I think all this stuff that you're hearing from Gronk's perspective, sure, I think there's a genuine interest that he has in Hollywood. I think Gronk has a genuine interest in the WWE. I think eventually you're going to see him doing both of those things. But I don't think it's going to be right now because he's using all this stuff that he does have a genuine interest in to get more money. Not just more money, to get more guaranteed money. It's all about guaranteed money in the NFL. Gronk wants more of it. He deserves more of it. I don't blame him for this. I don't know that he's going to hold out, but I think he's using this stuff, and he's going to use the retirement card. He's going to use the WWE card. He's going to use the Hollywood card to maybe try to get the Patriots to give him that guaranteed money. And I think the Patriots are going to end up giving it to him. At least they should. Because they should not let him retire. I don't think they will let him retire. So, um... That's all. I, I think this is just more of the teasing retirement to get the guaranteed money, which I think Gronk's going to end up getting before he ends up in WWE or even Hollywood. Will he end up in WWE eventually? I think Mojo Rowley's correct where, yeah, I think he will. It's just not going to be right now or in the next three years. But after that, I think you'll see him. So uh, whatever happens on that front, I'll react to it. Anything that happens the rest of the week, whether it's NBA news, NHL news, uh, Olympics news, off-season, can we say off-season anymore if everybody's down in spring training, throwing the ball around, the boys out there throwing the ball around, can we say off-season? Anything that happens in Major League Baseball, I'll react to it. And, of course, any NFL off-season news, I will react as well. Get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and the Podcast One Network. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Danny Picard. There will be more videos for you coming soon. What you saw with that fake Giselle interview the other day, that was just a little taste of some things 
that you're going to get on there in the near future. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. I am out. I'll talk to you again on Thursday. <laughs>